Six man, six man, Dion Wade. Six, 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 I'm undefeated, never lost. Six buzz. Six buzz. You're a buck team, IG. Welcome back to Six Man Radio. I'm your host, David Sanchez, and with me, as always, is Brandon Angelo. Brandon, how are we doing? You already know. I'm doing amazing. Are you? You look a little stressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I, we walked in, you know, a couple minutes late. A couple minutes late. I've been really busy this past week. I got to rush out to IMG Academy right after this. That's you know, in Bradington, though. I'm a busy man. That's an hour away, Dave. That's a, that's a tough ride. You got gas money? I, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, my gas tank is empty. Why is that, Dave? I put. Well, I gave you money. You gave me. Mo- I didn't get to put it in yet. So then I got to rush over to the gas station. Put. It's a rough week. I don't know what you want me to tell Dude, you. My car but, battery was dead. Do you think you have an easy life? But I'm still here recording Six Man Radio because I. This care is how about much we care about the fans. We do this for you guys. No matter you know? what, I find this hour to record because that's what. It's kind of relaxing, you know. It really is. It's, yeah, it's we don't nice do this to hear ourselves reliever. talk. No, we do it for uh, the unwavering fans. Yeah. That's all it is. All right, let's start off with our favorite NBA team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, according to reports from Adrian Wojnarowski uh, for ESPN, uh, Magic Johnson had a meeting with Luke Walton, and it didn't uh, didn't come out so well for Luke. He still Luke. has his job, but he's walking on thin ice, and that was kind of the message to him that if things don't turn around uh, immediately and uh, if the Lakers start don't start winning more games, then he's getting the can. I mean, he started walking on thin ice. Right after LeBron signed that contract, that oh that yeah. put him on thin ice immediately because I mean you could say he was LeBron. walking on thin ice the second Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka took over the Lakers because he wasn't their hire. I agree. Yeah. He was hired by the previous ownership uh, with who was was it Jeannie Bus? She's mm-hmm. no, she isn't she the general? she's she's still up in there. Yeah, she's like one of the owners. She's one of the owners. Uh, whoever was the general manager before might have been. Uh, I know who this is. The name's not coming to me. Do you? He's yeah. a waste man. He ain't the he ain't the GM anymore. So extra. Oh, Mitch, Mitch Kupchak. There you go. Mitch Kupchak hired uh, uh, Luke Walton after his his little nice spell with the Warriors, where he took over Steve Kerr for those stretch of games, and that's when they went seventy three and nine. So that obviously turned a lot of heads. Um, I don't get this from Magic Johnson. Uh, during the uh, the summer and after LeBron signed and after they all ma- after they made all these free agent uh, signings that he knew it was going to take some time. By the way, anywhere LeBron's ever went, it's taken time in the beginning. Yeah, I mean it's how many games into the season? Like Seven. what do you what do you expect? This is a whole new team. It's not just LeBron is new up in there. They got Javale over there. They got Lance and everything. And you still have a bunch of young players who are I don't know just trying to. Make themselves comfortable. Yeah, so you still know, have Lonzo I don't know Ball. what you would expect. You have Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Kuzma in their second year. And we, 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 me and Josh you, Hart didn't even play that much this year. Yeah. And he's getting a major role right yeah, now. Yeah, he, so. he played in the Summer League this year. Yeah. If he played a lot the, uh, last year, that wouldn't have happened. Um, you have those guys, and I think me and you both agree that they should be starting. Yeah. So that's three out of your five starters in their second year. Um, and usually in the NBA, it takes about three seasons to for you to see the uh, – what a player would most be like. Yeah. Uh, there's some outliers, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons, uh, even though Ben Simmons was his second year last year. Um, fake rookie. Yeah, he is a fake rookie, but we're not getting into that again. Um, so it, it's going to take some time, regardless of how young the players are, because that's how it's always been with LeBron. Um, LeBron has actually uh, supported Luke privately and publicly. I don't think there's an issue there. I think he knows... The situation. You say that, but we know LeBron. <laughs> we know LeBron. He uh, he's gonna want his head coach up in there, and Luke Walt. That's not his hire. You I, were you were talking about it not being Magic's hire. That's not LeBron's hire either. I I do feel bad for Luke Walton because when he got hired, think of how different the Lakers were. Yeah. Brandon Ingram had just got drafted second overall, third yeah, overall, second second overall. Uh, Kobe had just retired, so it was kind of a new era. He was given the task of kind of turning this franchise around. Obviously not trying to make the playoffs the first And you would be back. given more freedom at another franchise, but when it's the Lakers, they're expected to exactly. win no matter what. Um, the Lakers had been an absolute joke before Luke Walton had got there. You know, Kobe had just, you know, Kobe, this is first Kobe's, this is the first season without Kobe and God knows how long. Um, they were absolutely atrocious that first year with him. I don't blame them much because their roster wasn't good. So that's why they got the second overall pick. And once they got Lonzo Ball... He has LeVar Ball. Everything changed. (laughs) 
No, nah, okay, yeah. Lonzo obviously helped the team, but he had the ongoing feud and he had to answer questions to the reporters and deal with the situation that was LeVar Ball. So you throw add that onto him and then Magic well Magic Johnson had come already before LeVar. Uh, so you have to deal with that. And Matt when Magic came with Rob Palenka that they had promised they were gonna turn this franchise around. So they kinda wanted immediate success and they had this whole plan and the plan came to fruition when they signed LeBron. So once you get LeBron, everything changes. Had- I agree, but I mean, honestly, from my perspective, I thought this year was going to... Like, this year is a wash in general. I think this year is them all getting accustomed to each other and getting used to each other. Because it's going to be the same team next year. They're going to be have the same players. They're going to have Lonzo, well, Josh Hart, Brandon they, Ingram. They're the younger players. The younger players, yeah. They have a lot of one years with I don't Lance. Know, I don't know if Lance is going to be back next I think year. Lance will be, I honestly think Lance will be back. I don't I think, think Rondo... JaVale, I think JaVale will. JaVale will be back. I don't think Rondo will be back. At that point, though, Lonzo's going to be in his third season. Not even me being like Alonzo, Alonzo, Alonzo. Like, Lonzo should be the starting point guard next year. That goes, yeah, that. Barring major setbacks. Yeah, Lonzo will be the starter, and I don't think it's just worth carrying Rondo with the difficulties he's had. Because, you know, know, Rondo did call out CP3 about being a bad teammate, but Rondo (laughs) has had issues every single place he's been. And it's not because he's a bad guy. It's because he's Rondo is one of the most intelligent basketball players I in the league. He's a bad guy too. No, no, no. This Rondo is has unreal basketball IQ that he knows what to do. So when you go into meetings and you go into talks with your coach in front of the team, he knows he thinks he knows better than the coach. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. So that causes some friction between with the yeah. team chemistry. I also think he he kind of looks so like a mean guy. So when you have a coach, nice. yeah, when you have a coach as young as Luke Walton. I wouldn't want Rondo there. I mean, these guys played each other in the finals either. twice. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. It, it's it's kind of awkward. I feel like LeBron would have that respect for Luke. And you know what? I like Luke. He's not a pushover. He's young, but he doesn't take any BS. Um, I like the brand of basketball they're playing with the fast pace. Um, to have a team meeting after eight games, or it was seven games at the time because yeah. they, were two, they were two and five. This was before they just beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. To have a team meeting after that is ridiculous. Um, their biggest issue right now is they cannot win those close games or close out games in general. And, how, Even what, last night and, and what does that happen? What? And how does and how do you become better at that? You just play more games and you get better team chemistry. Yeah, that's really. It's what not it a comes coaching issue. If it keeps if it continues in the future, it will be a coaching issue. But let's say you do fire Luke Walton. What job can <laughs> what who out <laughs> there can take that job? Hmm. Mark Jackson. Stan Van Gundy. Stop it. He's <laughs> the only coach I can think of right now who's out there on the market. No one. It doesn't make any sense. Firing him does nothing positive going forward. If, so, I don't. I, I really, if 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 Magic was adamant as, at, um, at firing Luke as he was in the summer, I would have loved to see them bring in David Fisdale because him and Me LeBron and Fizz worked with each other in Miami. I would have liked that as well. I like Fisdale. Yeah, and you know, Fizz got unfairly fired uh, in Memphis. Yeah, I mean, and I'm glad. What was I mean, he supposed to do there. Yeah, now he's in New York. Uh, God, I watched them play the other day. It's pretty bad. Mm, but that's just because Kevin knocks the rookies out, and Porzingis isn't back yet. So yes, he can't. And it's much. Why were you watching that game? It was on at work. It was the. It was a primetime game. I don't get it. That's disgusting. Yeah. So I think me and you both agree that Luke Walton should not be fired. Agree. On to the next topic. I mean, also else? pertaining to LeBron. No, no, we're still staying on the same topic, but we're Luke should stay. LeBron, as usual, playing his uh, typical social media games. Did you see the picture he posted with uh, Kobe? Yeah, but I didn't get. The Man, caption. imagine if we if we had it, we would wait. Was it? <coughs> imagine if. Wow. Yeah, this caption, isn't even like proper English. Yeah, what I is know. he even saying? Man, imagine if we had it. Wouldn't even be that. Oh, it never mind. It wouldn't be twenty three. Yeah. 23-24. What's wrong with that? We're seven games into the season, and he's already talking about, man, I wish I still had Kobe oh, on this Oh, please. Team That's like not that. the message yes, I got. No, this is his typical little sub-tweets and stuff like that where he's already unhappy. He's already talking about if Kobe was still there. Worry about what you have on the court right now. Not Kobe. Kobe's not coming back. He's gone. And you don't want Kobe to come back. I don't think that would be too positive. I don't think that would help the team right See, now. Yeah, I think that would be – I think that tandem would be really nice. Kobe and LeBron? Yes. No, that would yes. they'd get into at least one fist. No, fight. they would. Yeah, okay, listen, they have they have opposing mentalities obviously. Like I love LeBron as a player, but I can admit he's soft and he's passive aggressive and he and he 
thinly veils a lot of shots taken at either the media or his teammates or the coach. I hate that. I don't like it. He goes to social media a lot more now. Thank you. And it's really pissing Just me off. To acknowledge that, I know. Yeah, that's cool. You can acknowledge it. But those two together? I'm saying even if that's not what he's trying to do or whatever, that's weird timing after they start off the season not too great and he's throwing up that picture with that caption. Come on. I think it was a repost, was it not? It was. Well, Slam, like, made the picture. Oh, okay. They, like, made. Yeah, so no, they no, made no, no, no. The photo. He's they just, just like, made, damn, what if they we made the photo? The but then, man, imagine if. Okay, if Steph Curry posted a photo with Ray Allen and said that, I wouldn't think of anything of it. Like, imagine if those two were on the same team. He basically has him with Clay Thompson, but. It's a little bit different, though. I don't. I. I. I because he's saying like, man, my team sucks right now. Like, if only I had Kobe still over here, man, it would be great. Right now, it sucks. I. I didn't. These I, guys stink. I didn't. That wasn't the message I received. You can literally look at every other photo that LeBron posts and complain about it. That's not one of them. Fine. Since you don't want to bash LeBron right now, I will say positive. Have you watched the shop at all? No, I don't like the show. I Why do you not like it? Because I have better things to do in my life than hear rich athletes and celebrities complain about their problems. Oh, God. Never I just don't mind. like the I problem. Don't... I just don't like the show. It's interesting. It's a lot. Of, it's very insightful. And, I, you know. <laughs> Are you trying to say that these rich people can't have problems? Um, Be a weird stance to take. They do. And, and it's definitely way different than our problems, but it's just something we can't relate to. Uh, I think it's really cool to hear it, honestly. Oh no, look, it's interesting. And also, I think it was cool when Drake was on there, despite the oh, fact that Drake that made himself. Episode was a joke. Drake made himself seem like an idiot because he went out there and then Pusha T went on uh, with Joe Budden like a week later and just made him seem like, really stupid. But I did think it was cool with them just talking to each other. I guess like that thing from was their high so profile set up spots. and planned. That was Drake's way of explaining his side. Stop. I'm well that aware. Was, he was acting like LeBron was his father. I, it was really weird. LeBron, but like I, LeBron's like, what did I tell you? And then Drake was stuttered a bunch of times. He's like, you said I, I, I can never disappoint you. Like what? Yeah, but a lot of people are gonna go on there and talk like that to LeBron. So it puts LeBron in a really good uh, stance, I guess, where he can get those type of interviews out of people. Um, if LeBron really wants to pursue this, which I think it's clearly. Uh, visible that he wants to get in the media mm -hmm. and he wants to get in like everything, yeah, that's everything. That's what he wants to get into. Yeah, this is cool. Am I a big fan of the shop? No. I liked. Uh, what was the first episode? It was funny. Okay, so this is why I'm at. Was Bamba on the first episode or the second episode? Did you second watch the one Bamba? I've always, I, I that was my favorite part of it when Bamba was on there and he was kind of asking them for advice on like how to deal with coming into the league and all that stuff, especially since he's already so high profile. Listen, that's like, what I found. Like pretty it's cool. it's cool. It's insightful. It's just not my bang. Like, when Odell on the first episode, he's like, man, I see people in public. So you just want LeBron to shut up and dribble? Stop. No, I'm not <laughs> saying he shouldn't do this. He has every single right to. Am yeah. I, do I like it? Do I watch it? No. It, I, I, I'm not that interested. I, I watched the first episode and the clips from that Drake episode just because I was interested. I wanted to see what it was about. I just didn't like it. To be honest, I'm even more hyped up about the shop because I just saw a picture from... Uh the next episode that they're recording and Matt Ox is going to be on there. No. <laughs> no. Are you invested now? Are, are you intrigued? Are you intrigued? Get money. Yeah, yeah. Because Matt Ox is on there. No, so, why is Matt Ox on the shop? Because he's a living legend. Uh, which also, I'll go give a quick promo. Matt Ox's new album, Ox, out now featuring Chief Keef, Key, and Valet. He so has go out all there those guys that. on there? Yeah, of course. He's a living legend, bro. Mm. This album slaps that stupid. I can't even explain it to you. That's but yeah, wild. so I'm excited for the new episode because of Maddox. All right. I want to continue our NBA discussion with a much happier note and a much more sensitive note. Uh, Derek Rose dropped two quarters. Zero, zero, 50 cents. 50. All right. You 50 take it shots. as a happier note. Um, you know. I did see the happier side to it, and I was really happy with it. But then, I guess, I don't want to say Twitter ruined it for me, because I guess it was properly so that they did it. But then they, they started his, his case. Two yeah, years ago. you know. Can you add, like, listen, I don't know anything about the case. Um, you know, neither did I before, after the 50-point game. Um, it was, know, a, was it bad? I, details aren't too great. Uh, I'll say that much, because um, I wanted to be happy for him, but <laughs> it was tough reading the details to that stuff. Wasn't it so, like a gang? Yeah, no, it wasn't great. It. Uh, I don't really want to get too much into let's, the details. Let's, let's not but, get into it, but okay, listen, I understand that. Um, I have no, 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 I do agree. It was really cool and everything. I just 
it was like a quick five minutes where I was able to enjoy like D Rose's. I was like, oh, he's crying. Like, it's really cool. And then I started seeing articles about that. And I was like, all right, I guess I just won't enjoy the D Rose. But like, I remember when that was happening. I really didn't think anything of it. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it. I'm, I'm no. just like, it just kind of like passed No, well, what they were saying is a lot of like the media was kind of burying the whole thing. But if you kind of looked into it a little bit. And it's being brought back into court, this kind of thing, right? She's like appealing it. Okay. So it's going to get brought back into court. All right. And also, that aside. And also, the one part that made me laugh was Jeremy Lin tweeted. <laughs> he tweeted, like, shout out to D Rose. He'd been to so much with his injuries. And then he put, like, in parentheses and more. Like, <laughs> like, what you, like you should have just left what it at the ass. injuries. Like, just what leave it at, ass. like, through the injuries. Like, you don't got to add that. You can honestly <laughs> just say he's been through a lot. Yeah, he's been through that a lot. That covers like, everything. Not, like, dot, 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 parentheses, and more. Like, all right, we get it. It was nice to see Derek Rose drop 50. He, yeah, he shot 31 times, but he shot 19 of 31. That's 61%. 4-7 from 3, and, you know. 57%, which is, you know, Derrick Rose hasn't been known for his three-point shooting. And he had a key block to finish off the and game. And he had, like, yeah, this was like a perfect storm of good things in one game for Derrick Rose. It was, it, it, like, when he started tearing up, like, okay, me and you, mm-hmm. when Derrick Rose won the MVP, we were in middle school, yeah. upwards of high, like, junior high, like, we're very impressionable people, so mm-hmm. when we saw Derrick Rose on TV... Mm-hmm. Doing and he was at the time the most fun athlete to watch. Hundred percent. My behind Dwight Howard. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, Dude, Dwight Howard's the dunk contests, all that. I love it. Yeah. We love Derrick Rose. He was quick. He was a savage. He was a great dunker. Um, the energy he played with was amazing. Very much like Russell Westbrook. Maybe not as athletic, but ten times quicker. Yeah. Derrick Rose was the quickest guy on the court at any given moment, and. With the, when he won the MVP and he's the youngest player to win the MVP, then he went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They lost to LeBron the Heat in five games, granted, but you you knew or you thought at the time that he would be back and that we, he was going to have this great career for the ages. And then injury happened and mental health issues because of those injuries. And he, he was really down on himself. And even, and even last year, he he went on sabbaticals twice: once with the Knicks, once with the Cavs for mental health and. And it was really nice for one night, for, you know. And he dropped a career high fifty points. He's never done that in his career. Now, is he back? No. <laughs> That's people were saying he's back. Yes. No, so no, like, no, no, no. Like just enjoy it in the moment. Like he's not gonna stop. Do this again. Like, like he's that, This is not sustainable. This isn't like a regular thing. <laughs> Chill out. Uh, yeah, but it was really nice to see Derek. Rose. Also, a little ridiculous. I saw people like uh bashing him for crying after the game and stuff like that what? saying he ruined his moment by crying and stuff like that what what could you possibly be talking about with that i would no, cry too that, if I was that only added to it i think that, I, on, that I only that only showed how hard he's worked and all this shit he's yep, been through exactly if he hadn't cried i would have made the moment much less special i agree 100 percent. so and it was nice to see the nba community uh rally around him you know you lebron wade steph curry all gave him shout outs as you said, Jeremy Lin kind of gave him a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. All right, next topic. As we talked about last show, Steph Curry had just dropped 50-plus points in three quarters, and we were talking about Top the overall shot, dominance of the Warriors. And not two nights later, Klay Thompson goes and gets himself 52 points off Bro, 14. Klay went stupid. With 14 three-pointers, which is a new NBA record. Uh, who owned the one? Who owned the record before? Steph. Steph. Oh, and they're on the same team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Again, and Steve Kerr took him out. Oh, I was screaming. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. Well, he broke the record in, like, the beginning of the third quarter. There was nine minutes left in the third quarter when he broke the three-point Dude. record. That's stupid. That's just unfair. And, like, I don't get it. Like, Clay's, Clay doesn't even dribble or anything like that. He just pulls up and shoots. Why does Steve got to take him out? Like, take him just... out. <laughs> Do a Zaza on Kawhi. I don't care. If I'm the Bulls, I'm not letting this guy shoot all over me like that. And the defense was awful. I mean, he was straight disrespecting them. I mean, at that point, just chucking up threes and draining every single one. Come on. I think and, and, and you know, the craziest him. part is that even with Steph and Clay going off, KD still has a 41-point game, two 34-point games, a 24-point game. Like, KD's just – like, I like this team when KD is not the dominant ball handler and he's not the dominant scorer. 
this seems much because it also makes you realize like outside of KD, they're still yeah, they're still like that good. Um, yeah, I think the most. I I I remember there was a time where I really liked the Warriors. I still like that first series against the Cavs when they won in six. Like that season, Mm -hmm. I I was so I I was all about it. Steph, Clay, I even kind of like Draymond's fire, like. David Lee was still on the team, and I always mess with David Lee. David like, Lee, it was it was so fun to watch, and they were such an enjoy. And I love Steph. I like the I like the whole underdog Look, thing. It's and just really fun to watch them play basketball. So not I don't when really KD care. does well, though. No, that's the thing. I still think that when KD does well, that's what. Did I you see like. that sequence that they had? I think it was against the Timberwolves, where each and every one of them like pulled up the one the one where it ended with an alley oop. Yeah, yeah, unreal ball. Movement. Like that's ridiculous, dude. Because that's when, just, when I mean that's so much fun to watch. They're nine and one. Uh, let me ask you a serious question, and and I don't. F- it sounds crazy, but I don't think it's that crazy. I feel like it's gonna be crazy. Could the Warriors go seventy four and eight? Mm, they could. I don't think they will, just because they learned their lesson in burning themselves out during the regular season. So I don't. But that was before they had Kevin Durant. Like, I mean, to be fair, they, <laughs> all right, they might be able to glide to seventy four and eight. Yeah, without really, I guess, exerting anything. It'll be tougher as the season goes on, though. They'll they'll have tougher games. Oh and yeah, like yeah. That. So when, no. when Boogie gets back, you're right. Yeah, it'll be way <laughs> tougher then. Boogie's not coming back till the playoffs. He no, he's not. He'll be back at, at the All Star break. No way. February, yeah. For real, for real. Yeah. Sheesh. He's already been practicing. He's already been scrimmaging. I lightly, did see that. Yeah. Lightly. But it's still there. It's ridiculous. Um, Who knows? Maybe maybe Boogie's like a double agent. He's going in there to like infiltrate, like destroy their whole entire team. He wants to blow up the Warriors. That is the only way I can see that my pick, the Boston Celtics, can beat these Warriors. Like maybe AD AD sent them in there to like just destroy them. So if the Pelicans win the championship, we know why. We we know exactly why. Yeah. what was I just talking about? You got me distracted yet again. Okay, so the only With way... With my beautiful conspiracy theory? The only yeah, way welcome. I said that this Boogie Cousins move wasn't work is, one, everywhere he's been in his career, high school, college, NBA, minus the Pelicans, he's been an issue in the locker room. And that's well documented. You can't argue it. He's yeah. been an issue. And he's a 7'1", 270 guy coming off an ACL. Not an ACL. An ACL? Achilles. No, no, no. Achilles injury. Even worse, really. Which is way okay. Which you could argue is worse. Yeah, for sure. Especially for a big man. Mm-hmm. And this is the same injury that ended Kobe's career, essentially. <laughs> I think he was on the way. <laughs> he had a foot out the door, but yeah. So he's, but he's still Buggy Cousins. Like it's not like they're relying on him to like to come back and make an influence in the team. They're just saying like if you give us seventy percent of what you do, we're straight. He needs to be like an average center, and. They'll probably be more than that, so I think they're going to be fine. And he, and this is the first time that the Warriors will play with a center that can stretch the floor. Didn't they have JaVale McGee? That can stretch the floor. Uh, that boy can pop trays. What? Yeah, he can, but he'll take point five <laughs> a game. I just, want, I just wanted to talk about JaVale. JaVale can't stretch the floor. I just wanted to talk about him. No. I just want to talk about the fact that this isn't their first elite center that the Warriors are going to have on their team. No, Because they had JaVale. No, no, no. I'm not saying saying elite. I'm saying they're going to have a big man who can, you know, who can bang. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting. I don't don't think they need that. I don't think that they necessarily need a center. I don't know. I think they just need a center that's just going to sit down there and grab the bounds whenever they miss their trees. (laughs) Honestly. When they miss? Yeah, okay. If they miss, yeah. Okay. So, we're wrapping up the NBA. I just want to ask you a question. Uh, have you seen uh, Carmelo Anthony these past two games? I've been ignoring it. I saw that Carmelo was doing well. Okay, so... no, he dropped 22 points. It's not like he didn't drop I mean, 30. That's, that's, that's good. <laughs> that... I mean, that's, like, really good for Carmelo. But, yeah, I just ignore it. When Carmelo does good, I turn a blind eye. When he does bad, you'll hear about it. So, I mean, if you'd like to go off and explain it, go ahead. No, he's just... I'll sit here and accept it. But... No, he's just... Uh... He's had 17 and 28 the past two games off of 57 and 75% shooting, respectively. He did go 1 to 7 from 3 last night, which is Yikes. less than ideal. But uh, if he can, can keep this up off the bench, which me and you both think he won't, 
he th- than the Rockets. You don't think he will? No. Okay. No. I I, I my days in trusting, I know I know my days in, I, in trusting Melo are done. Man. Okay. So thank God. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that bump, but I just want to give credit where credit is due. I hope this is sustainable, but I'm more worried about the Rockets' form because the Rockets haven't been playing well, like at all. No. Like the, we can say the Lakers' record is bad, but until they trade for Jimmy. Excuse me. We can say the Lakers' records are bad, but the Lakers are in every single. <laughs> they're literally in every single game. They haven't played. had a blowout yet. It's every single game has been close. They've lost by like. I don't think they've lost by more than, more than five points. Yeah. So <laughs> the Rockets, on the other hand, lost by 20 to the Clippers, by 19. Clippers. 19 to the Trailblazers, 11 to the Jazz. Like, Ew. I haven't been able to watch them. I haven't been able to watch a lot of NBA. I just try to watch the televised games and the Laker games. But I think this is something that we kind of predicted once Ariza and Bob Mute left. Getting rid of Ariza was the, or letting him go was the stupidest thing ever. The, Why? I don't understand that. I still like it. Just won't make any sense to me, ever. Well, well, he wanted fifteen mil a year, right? That's I think that's his current deal with the the Suns. Who cares how much he wanted? They ended up with Camelo. They basically downgraded to Camelo. And I think it, it, I think it's very weird that <laughs> going from Ariza to Carmelo is a downgrade in twenty eighteen. Major downgrade, yeah. But it does sound funny when you say it, yeah. Yeah. But no, when I mean, when you really look at it, it's a major downgrade. Yeah, so right now he's making 15. He's on a one-year deal with uh, with the Suns for Suns. $15 million. But I'm really curious, how much is Melo making? Because if Melo's making more than him, then they're... The, the then Rockets... it makes even less sense. That's what I'm trying to say. He has to be making around that. Uh, yeah. Fat boy Melo wouldn't take any less unless, than that. Wait, unless he took the veteran's minimum. No way. Yeah, he did. Melo wouldn't do he that. He is. He is. For real? He's making 2.3 mil. That's crazy. So maybe that is a little come up. I still, I think I would have flexed. And paid I still, yeah, I, I still, still would have flexed, flexed on Paterisa for real. Um, it just it, that piece that his role was so. I mean, yeah, he, his his role essentially last year was to guard Kevin Durant. A reason didn't give us the numbers that he did in the regular season against the Warriors because you know he's guarding Kevin Durant all game. Yeah. But that that is an asset they they had they had to keep on them, and. I think the more they lose and the more Butler is an issue, maybe they will start getting more aggressive with the first four round pick. The four first round picks. Well, I mean, add Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon. Maybe add another asset. Maybe Jimmy's they'll get that. also making it tougher on the Wolves because, like, he just started. He started saying, "He's yeah, I'll decide if I want to play back to backs or not." Like, I don't know if I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I might. <laughs> You're right. I don't want Butler to get traded. I want it. I want it. I love Butler on the Wolves I, more than anything. He's my favorite him. player right now. I want to see this every single. I want to see him like. I want him to show up to practice in like a bathing suit. <laughs> like he just like it's like yeah, I'll play like maybe like I don't know. I'll there's let you no know. guarantee I show like, up. There's like, no guarantee. Whatsoever. I may be a little bit busy. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, that we're going to break. After the break, we have our. NFL analyst Riley Bender on the phone. He's going to talk about no, some trades. Oh, we got Rye Guy up we in here? We have Rye Guy up in here. We're going to talk about some NFL trades and the big matchup on Sunday night, Packers-Patriots. Brandon, what you got playing for us? Uh, I want to get some Mad Ox up in here. Six man, six man, Dion Wade. Six, 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 I'm undefeated. Never lost. Six buzz. Six buzz. Yo, You're a buck Welcome back to Six Man Radio. I'm your host, David Sanchez. With me is Brandon Angelo. And making his debut on the Six Man Show is Riley Bender. Riley, how are we doing? Good. How are you guys? Right, guy. Riley, we're happy to have you on. Uh, give us a little background of uh, what you do for a living at uh, Alabama. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm excited. Um, so I go to Alabama, and uh, I, I'm a recruiting specialist for a football team. So I help out. Uh, a lot of coaches with their recruiting areas, cutting up tape, evaluating players, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Brandon, but Riley actually flew to Hawaii to get Tua on the team. That's a cap. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no well, there was a lot of NFL trades uh, that happened around the deadline last week. Um, a lot of them big, and a lot of them could have um, big impacts in the future. And we wanted to talk to you and hear your thoughts. What for you? Which team on trade deadline day? One. Who did the best and who improved their team the most for the future? Um, I I really like the Eagles trade getting Golden Tate. I think Golden Tate brings a good uh, dynamic to their team. 
uh, gives Carson Wentz another another weapon. They've been struggling a little bit on offense this year, um, so I think that can give them a good boost. But we'll see. I also like the. Uh, I think the Texans did a good job getting Tamarius Thomas. I think it was important for the Texans to keep aggressive even after Will Fuller went down. I think they do think that. Yeah. With the AFC South kind of being weak, with the Jags regressing because of Blake Bortles and the Colts finding their feet with uh, Andrew Luck back, I think the Texans think that they can make an impact in the playoffs. Maybe even sneak in. I do think they have the offense for it. Um, I mean, we've been talking about who's that third team who's looking <laughs> in from the AFC after the Chiefs and the Patriots. It might just be them. Yeah, it could be. Deshaun Watson's special, and that defense is really good, especially when everyone's healthy. Well, that, we that's a big... Against the Dolphins. Yeah, that's a big thing. Everyone has to stay healthy. I wish the Dolphins knew how to stay healthy. We'd, we'd yeah, be undefeated. Yeah. Um, Facts. What did the... The Eagles gave, what, a, a fifth-round pick for Golden Tate? Fourth-round pick? I think it was, think so. is that what it was third for Golden Tate, fourth Demarius, and then Amari went for the first. This is this is what, I'm glad you brought that up because after all these trades that would happen on deadline day, um, it kind of takes some spice away from the deal the Cowboys made to get Amari Cooper. At the time, I told Brandon that I liked the trade because they needed a wide receiver, and Amari Cooper we know is a good wide receiver. He was just an awful situation, and I think everyone's trying to get out of Oakland right now. And isn't very good at catching the ball. He and, okay, yeah, he, he, he drops it quite often. Don't forget that. So I, at the yeah, time, I at the time yeah. thought it was a good deal. But after all the trades I saw with Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas, and who there was another wide receiver that was traded. Was it not? At the deadline? Yes. I don't know. All I kept seeing was it was basically Demarius was the fourth, Josh Gordon went for a fifth, and Golden That's Tate okay. went for a third. Josh Gordon. You're you probably thinking of Josh traded. Gordon. Yeah, yeah. You know he got traded a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Does this kind of take away from the Cowboy deal, and doesn't make it look like a worse deal than it actually was seeing what you could have got on the market for much less? Um, yeah, I, do. I, I love Amari Cooper, obviously, being from Alabama, but he hasn't been as good as he was. I mean, as a rookie, he was pretty spectacular. I think he put over, like, 1,100 yards, and he just really hasn't been the same since. So as you're seeing guys getting golden tape for, would you say, a third-round pick, that looks like a much better bang for your buck than Cooper, although Cooper is young, so... Um, we'll see. And I guess they have an option to extend the contract um, after this year or so, or the next, maybe. I want to talk about the trade that happened between the L.A. Rams and the Jacksonville Jaguars, sending Dante Fowler in for a couple third- and fifth-round picks in different years. Um, the rich keep on getting richer. Um, the Rams are already 8-0. and They have some endless cap space where they can afford Ndamukong Sue, Aaron Donald, uh, Todd Gurley. All of these star players, yes, their quarterbacks still on a rookie contract, so that helps a lot. Does the Dante Fowler move kind of solidify them as favorites for the Super Bowl? Um, I mean, they have four first-round picks on that defensive line, which is pretty crazy. Michael Brockers, Aaron Donald, Sue, and now Fowler. And they already look pretty damn good. Um, and I think, I, I mean, my, they're definitely my pick right now to win the Super Bowl for sure. As long as that offense keeps going and everyone stays healthy, I, I think they definitely have a good shot at winning. There's, all. there's just no real weakness in that team. How you could, you there could is. say that you could say the linebackers, but not by much. Their defense, their defensive line's amazing. Their secondary is amazing. They have an A plus coach in Sean McVay. Jared Goff was a bust his first year in the NFL. That was just because he had Fisher That's, coaching him. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. Yeah, so Jeff Fisher's an awful coach. I mean, look, and, look, he had Case Keenum too. It's so funny. They're both. Starting for two for teams now. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's all. Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Fisher's never working. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins sign him a contract after this year. <laughs> hey, we'll go eight and eight every year. I'm down. <laughs> so it, it's it's really inter- interesting to see how Goff has progressed under McVay. Um, I'm me and Brandon had this conversation a couple weeks ago about, um, you know, like let's say like when we're talking about Tom Brady, you say is it Tom Brady or is it the system? With Jared Goff, I think a lot of it is the schemes that McVay runs that a lot of it's uh you know just dunking the ball up six or seven yards but it it's very efficient but there are also times when Jared Goff has made an absolute amazing throw and he's threaded a needle so I said it could be both I just wanted to hear what you I, thought about I think the situation it is both. I, McVay does a great, and also his supporting cast is also pretty oh he pretty has good, Brandon so Cooks Tom Robert Gurley. Woods the best running yeah. back in the league yeah Gurley opens so up that field for him too yeah, for sure. And McVay, with his play calling and the schemes, opens up everything for him. But Goff is just – the kid's talented. We've seen him make the throws. The throw to uh, 
I think it was Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup against game. Minnesota. That 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 throw was just you couldn't have uh, thrown a better pass there. Um, so I do think it's a mix. I think McVay, like you said, an A plus coach. He opens the up the offense, makes it a lot easier for Jared Goff. But I do think the kids got talent. I think he can be elite um, in the future if he's not already now. Another team that was very uh, active on trade deadline not for a good reason, was the Green Bay Packers. They gave away HaHa Clinton Dix and Ty Montgomery. I don't blame them for giving away Ty Montgomery. I wouldn't have let, I wouldn't have let him get on that plane out of L.A. after that play he made, trying to take the ball out of the end zone. Because I think, I, this is what I was thinking, and I think all of America, even Sean McVay was thinking this when New England was going to get the ball with two minutes left. Aaron Rodgers is going to put the ball in, the, in good position and give the team a good chance to win. Everyone knew that. Everyone was thinking that. It was, it was stereotypical... Aaron Rodgers. We've seen it so many times. All Ty Montgomery needed to do was need the ball. And they traded him. I don't blame them, but they gave away Haha Clinton Dix. They already have a subpar defense. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I know he just signed that contract, so it's going to be really hard to move him, but he has to get out of Green Bay. Won't you say, Riley? Get out of Green Bay? Mm, I don't know. I don't think he'll get out of Green Bay. I think he's there for life. I mean, we were arguing about this actually earlier in the week, um, whether it would be a good decision if he left or not. But, uh, I, I mean, he just got what that, that insane contract. He's the highest-paid player in the league now, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I don't see a reason why he would really leave Green Bay. I still think they have a good – they got a great fan base, one of the best fan bases in the, in the league. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think he should just stay there. Who knows, maybe they'll go find a new coach. But I, I don't see him leaving, to be honest. I don't see him leaving because of the contract, but um, Brandon, let me pose you this question because me and Riley and our other friends were discussing this earlier in the week. Uh huh. Wouldn't Aaron Rodgers' legacy be enhanced if he goes to another team and let's say he doesn't win a Super Bowl, but he's uber successful there, th- breaks records, he's throwing three touchdown passes a game over 250 yards every game with a different team? Wouldn't you say that enhances his legacy? Yeah, 100%. I also think it's going to hurt him because at Green Bay, he's not winning another Super Bowl in Green no. Bay. No. I just don't Unless think something happen. drastic changes with the coaching staff and they put more emphasis on supporting uh, and I don't Aaron, think that's not only with the defense, but with adequate running backs that can take pressure off him. I, now that Montgomery's gone, who is it, Aaron Jones? Yeah. He'll be getting more, more of the workload, and he's been doing well the past couple of weeks. But there's this attitude in Green Bay where it's like, we don't have to worry about that. We have Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? It's been sustain- it's been sustainable. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has gotten out of has gotten it kind of worked. It's got, he, he's gotten the Packers out of a bunch of shit. Like he's yeah. literally thrown. They can be lazy in the way they he, go about things just because they have Aaron Rodgers. He like, literally was fourth and twenty in his end zone, in a in a well, it was the NFC divisional round. Yeah, gets out of that. Two not two plays later, he rolls out to his weaker side with pressure on him and somehow has the arm strength to loft it in the air long enough for that wide receiver, I think it was Janice at the time, to get in the end zone, and that's, and that's how they forced the game in overtime. And you know what? The defense let him down the first possession of overtime. It's kind of been the story of Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay. It's, it's sad to see as a football fan, um, arguably the greatest quarterback I've ever seen, to be wasted with poor management. And I say that he's the greatest quarterback uh, I've ever seen. To lead into this next topic, Riley, as we know, the Green Bay Packers are playing New England uh, Sunday night. Uh, it hasn't really been touted as Packers versus Patriots. It's been more of Rodgers, Brady. Uh, what are you looking forward to most in this matchup? Um, just, you know, nothing's better than seeing two elite quarterbacks duel it out. Uh, I'm hoping for a high-scoring game, and I think we will get a high-scoring game. Oh, yeah, two atrocious um, defenses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it, it's going to be a fun game to watch, just the two guys going out there and doing their things. Playing. Aaron Rodgers, I think he's my most entertaining quarterback I've ever seen. His arm strength and his arm talent is just something else. Only Patrick Mahomes really can rival it. Oh, uh, let's give – let. Here's it, this is makes me so mad is that oh, we God. see a Patrick Mahomes, or in soccer we see a third player have a good year – this respect to be put on the podium with, let's say, Messi and Ronaldo, Aaron Rodgers, and Brady, you have to do it over time. We've seen Joe Flacco light up. Yeah, the but NFL when you're talking about season. actual arm strength, Mahomes is probably on the oh, level. But I, I want to. I need to see. You can I, go from his back 100 yards. I want to see. Like, I want to see consistent because consistency is a big part of how you value a player. I agree. Um, but I love Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> 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 He's such a great talent. It's, it's 
hard not to. But okay, so when we're talking about the goat, and I feel like we're having a goat conversation in each sport because I do think that we're seeing yeah, the it's best. Been tough. Ryan Tannehill's been hurt the past couple weeks, <laughs> and so it's, it's not easy. <laughs> We're having the go conversation a lot in every sport. We're talking about football with Brady and Rodgers, and the, and you guess you could throw Brees. We talked about Brees in his overall positioning after he broke those records. Mm-hmm. We go to soccer with Messi and Ronaldo. We go to basketball with LeBron. Is there the greatest player of all time in baseball right now? I don't know. Mike Trout. <laughs> all right, yeah, but Mike. Hard, harder in baseball. Yeah. Let me just ask you this question: Who would you rather have? You're starting a franchise. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Right now. No. Or- Let's say they're both 24 years old. They sat down behind their respective quarterbacks for a couple of years, and you're starting a franchise with either two. Mm-hmm. Who would you have? Jeez. Probably Aaron Rodgers because yeah. he's got the more – he's more talented from the eye. Uh, so, Brady so, might have it more upstairs in terms of his intelligence and the understanding of the game. But Aaron Rodgers does too. But Aaron Rodgers is just a, is a complete package. He's an athlete, and he's got the incredible arm. When we have these Probably. go conversation, it makes me so frustrated because – you can bring up championships. Jordan has six. Brady has five. He has five, right? Five and two. He's five and three. Five and three. I, yeah, yeah. Why is the ri- – I feel like the ring argument is a means to the end. It's not the end. But it's not even just rings. Like, overall, I'd say Brady has been more successful in his career. So you have to look at the actual play on the field. I mean, the Rodgers-Brady debate is basically just Jordan and LeBron. It's the same exact debate when it comes down to it. Because it's like, sure, Rodgers has more of the actual, like, physical skills and stuff like that. But Brady's been way too successful. You can't put Rodgers over Brady. If you're actually looking at their careers, I mean, Brady's had a better career. For sure. But he's the better player. Yeah, because he was the the better player. He had the better career. Robert Ory had a great career. He has seven rings, I think. Is he a better? <laughs> what about than his most? actual stats? Okay, so it's a mixture of both, and I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is so good. Yeah, but Brady doesn't just have rings. Does Brady just have rings? But he doesn't hold a lot. Of, a lot of other quarterbacks hold the all-time records past him. I think, and I don't know why I have to end up defending Tom Brady, but people <laughs> are disrespectful to Tom Brady in that sense. He doesn't no. just have rings. No, okay, this is how. Okay. I'm not being trying to be disrespectful to Tom Brady. I can acknowledge. Listen, maybe this is just a little spite because I'm I mean, a Dolphins fan. I mean, always down to like disrespect him, but I, I don't know. I feel like at a certain extent, like you have to respect what he's done as a quarterback. But uh, he, yes, I do, and I respect him so much. I've seen him tear apart the Dolphins for 18 years of my life. I'm well aware of how good he is. <laughs> Me too. But I'm not going to pretend that Bill Belichick is a massive factor in his success. You 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 watched the Patriots play the Dolphins, sure. and it's not because 100%. the Dolphins have a bad. Se- well, we we've had some awful secondaries. The schemes that they run, the wide receivers are wide open. And you question like, how did they get so open? So yeah, Brady has to make the throw, and he's accurate. And like Riley said, he's 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 un he has unreal IQ for football. You're also downplaying the fact that Brady could be making those calls on the lines and stuff like that. Like we have no idea what's going on, so that's why you can't even think about that. Half those well, times they're open, Brady could be making, could be viewing the defense out there right then, and he's giving him a hot route and stuff like that, and that's why he's wide open. It's not Bill Belichick every when, time. Do you remember when Tom Brady tore his ACL in Matt Castle? When 11 and 5? Yes. Yeah. Or was it 11 and 5 when the Dolphins made the playoffs? Yep, yep, yep. 2008, oh, How could I forget? Oh my gosh. Like, that's just Matt Castle. Matt Castle did that to us. Went 11 and 5 in our division. That's just, it, it, without Brady, you know, that just, it goes to show that it's more than just Brady. It is, I think Belichick is just a genius, and he has his team, and he runs a tight system just like Nick Saban does at Alabama, and it works. And he just got another, Tom Brady is a, is a extremely talented quarterback, but I do think Belichick is a huge part of the success. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. All right, I, I, I don't want to talk about Tom Brady anymore. Let's move to the yeah. second game of the week. <laughs> The undefeated L.A. Rams are visiting the New Orleans Saints, who are in a six-game winning streak, I believe. This is a very pivotal moment in the season, I would say, for both teams. While I both think, I do think that both will make the playoffs and, and have a successful playoff run. They might, may, may as well meet. I think the, they'll meet again. Yeah, they'll They're meet. The, meet no, again, they might 100%. meet. They, they might as well meet in the NFC Championship. We don't know because the NFC is stacked and anything can happen. I do think, and I feel like we're not talking about this a lot. If Drew Brees has a career game, okay, not even something ridiculous like over 400 yards. Let's say he throws for 220, 250, a couple intercepts or a couple touchdowns, 
and beats the LA Rams, which I think they will. I do think the Saints are winning today. I do think Drew Brees becomes our front runner for the NFL MVP. What do you think, Riley? If if he pulls off a good game this week, um, yeah, I if I don't know it. The I don't like the idea of counting season records or career records into the season because I mean what Patrick Mahomes is doing is is sort of incredible. Well, there, there, there's also this: whoever is in the Super Bowl gets the MVP, and that's how it's generally worked over the past years. Um, it's a regular season award. It's a re- but, like I don't think Matt Ryan would win the MVP if they didn't make the Super Bowl. Probably would. I don't know, dude. He put up good numbers <laughs> that year. Uh, Riley's good. a Matt Ryan apologist. No, but I'm you a, always I'm try to do this. You always try to act like the playoffs matter when it comes to the MVP award. It yeah, doesn't. It, it's a regular season award. Well, uh, here's here's why here's why I say that if they win tonight, especially why, um, I think he might win MVP, because the guy on the other side of the football, in in my mind is the leading candidate for MVP right now, which is Todd Gurley. I think Todd Gurley, one, he's been the best back. He leads in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, all of that. And he's on an undefeated team. And I don't think you can look past the fact that you can't I don't think you can I don't think you can give an MVP to a guy if he's not um if there's an MV, if there was an undefeated team. That is a great argument. Yeah. And I love Todd Gurley. If Todd Gurley were to win the MVP, I'd be okay with that. No, and I'm fine. That's totally I mean, cool. He's, like, he's a total he's a total cheat code in fantasy football for sure. Anybody that has it is going to make it to the playoffs, hundred percent, no doubt. Uh, and I, I who was the last person to win MVP as a running back? I think it was, might have been Adrian Peterson. Oh, he look, came back from his ACL injury or something. I I, I think it's always almost always been a quarterback for the most part of the past few years. What about Tomlinson? Uh, did Tomlinson ever win MVP? No, uh, last one was AP. Right. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, are In you 2012. Sure? Are you sure uh, Ronnie yeah. Brown didn't win it the Wildcat year? Should <laughs> <laughs> have. No. So uh, this is is this is gonna be a great game. Uh, the two great team, like complete teams on both ends of the football. It is in New Orleans, so that's why I'm nudging towards the Saints winning today. But I wanted to hear uh, how you think the game's gonna play out today, Riley. I really don't know. I, I I was looking at some games to bet on today, and I totally stayed away from this because I really just I don't know. I if I had to pick a team, I'd probably pick I'd probably pick the Saints simply on the fact that they're home. And the Rams' defense has been a little sus recently, just a little. They they haven't been, they haven't been locked down like they were the first couple weeks. They've been consistent, but um, there's been some holes. And it's all about how the Saints how the Saints contain. Todd Gurley and how they handle that. If he goes off for you know three touchdowns like he's done the past few weeks, uh, I don't know how they would be able to stop. But we'll see. Well, right, it's been really fun having you on the show. Before you go, me and Brandon uh, like to end the show with our segment lock of the week. Um, I don't know how prepared you are. I know you're a betting man. I don't know if you're betting today. We want to hear your lock of the week. One bet that you put your life I on. Got it. Say it. Panthers minus six. <laughs> Panthers minus six against the Bucks in in yeah. uh, in Carolina. I like that. Yes. Um, Even yeah. with Fitz Magic back in there, I, I have the Panthers Fitz D Magic. too, so I'm I'm banking on Fitz Magic to lose. It's smart. Fitz Magic's about to go crazy. Hey, he he is better than Jameis, so we'll see. But I, I think the Panthers got this. Brandon, what's your lock of the week? Uh, I need to look at the lines. Hold on one second. Uh, a lot of close games this week. A lot of close games. Last week it was easier. There's a lot of blowout potential. I'm not seeing a Dolphins lot. Minus three. Oh, I saw that. That just jumped <laughs> off the screen at me. <laughs> um, I think I'm ready when you are. You, well, you can go because I'm, okay. I'm not ready. I am going to go Kansas City minus eight against the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, that was the it one is, that I was it is a, it's a bit, It's a big number, but when your head coach and offensive coordinator get fired in the same week, oh, we should talk about that. I do oh, think – Yeah, Remember I Dan do Campbell? think that, that, that that'll affect the Browns. Remember Dan Campbell? Remember Dan Campbell and the Dolphins and we – just destroy Stop. The, uh, is he their coach? <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no. Oh, Dan Campbell. He was like our tight Yo- end coach. With the a- yoked up dude who was yeah, out there just yeah. <laughs> freaking out at all times. I love that, man. Brought the fire. <laughs> Brought the fire for about two they games. They had grit for a little bit. And then we went Bring back. Oh, okay, yeah. Brandon, before you give us our pick, I, uh, this is a topic I totally forgot about. And, and mainly, maybe because I think it should have happened two years ago. But Hugh Jackson got fired. Uh, I at, think he needed a little bit more time. You after really a need two, to let him settle after down a, a two, bit. five, and one start, um, <laughs> Riley, me and you watched Hard Knocks a lot together this summer, and you can attest to this. Every time I saw Hugh Jackson speak, I'm like, "How does anyone take this guy seriously?" <laughs> you hated Hugh Jackson. I did strongly dislike. He's a clown. 
He's a clown. He is. It's kind of like he's little. Goofy. It, you know, like little man syndrome. Like when a little, like I'm not. Yeah. I don't know how tall Hugh Jackson is, <laughs> but it looked. Like, he looked like a beta, trying to demand demand respect from his peers, and it just didn't work. Yeah. So he, I couldn't take him seriously. It, the 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 chemistry with the coaching staff with Greg Williams and Todd Haley was clearly off. Todd Haley looked like he didn't want anything to do with the Browns. And, you know, Todd Haley, kind of an asshole off the field. He knows his football. Well, that's what I – I get the firing of Hugh Jackson, obviously. But Todd Haley, why would they fire him too? That's what I didn't get. But I figured if they were going to re- get rid of Hugh, <laughs> keep Todd. Because they, there was discord between the two. So the second you get rid of Jackson, you think that Haley will be kind of get a more yeah. prominent role with the team. That's what but to fire about. both is really interesting. And with a rookie quarterback who – Wild. You want yeah. it's kind of like a newborn. You want him to be in a stable family, with with loving parents and send him out to the foster home. Yeah, you basically just said you basically dropped him off at the fire department right there. <laughs> so, Riley, what do you think? What do you think of the Browns situation? Is it just typical Cleveland Browns? Yeah, typical Cleveland Browns screwing up. Uh, I get why they did why they fired Booth because there's definitely some discord there and. I don't think they wanted to just fire uh, Hugh Jackson because apparently they weren't getting along the whole entire season. Uh, so they fired both. But, yeah, they just kind of left Baker out of the dust. I- I'm not sure. It'll be interesting how the rest of the season plays out for him. Well, it's not looking good for the Cleveland Browns. All right, Brandon, give us your lock of the week so we can wrap this show up. Uh, let's go with oh – You can God. use mine. That's cool. I was going to. That was part <laughs> of the issue. But I'm not going to take the same one as yours. So Just take Dolphins minus not, three. I was going to. I like I like the Rams this week. I'm going to go Rams minus one and a half. Ooh. They got that dog. They got that dog in them. In New Orleans. Riley, thank you for coming on the show. And this is our week's yeah. edition of Six Man Radio, another Sunday morning show. Hold on. Let Tua know that I said hi. And if he wants an interview, he can come on Six Man Radio anytime. Yes. Tua, Tua, you know what? I don't even want Tua. I want Saban. I want him to yeah. explain the Dolphin arrow for us. I'll try my best. I'll oh, curse him out to over to this station. So don't. Yeah, of course he won't. But that's it from Six Man Radio. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, But until then, Brandon, peace.